quick message just before we start. Uh, apologies if it's a bit delayed in parts of the podcast. It's all we can do at the moment, I'm afraid, on the calls. Uh, obviously due to coronavirus restrictions, but um, it's a good listen and we'll let you roll on Right, welcome back to another episode of the Setting Ball Podcast. Uh, today we're joined by usual co-host Fraser Wiseman. How are you doing, Fraser? I'm alright, Jake, yourself? Andy, not too bad. And today we're joined by a special guest, uh, probably the biggest guest yet, Highland League player, Greg Buchan. How are you doing, Greg? I'm fine, thanks, guys. Cheers. Uh, we discussion with Greg today about his career and what has happened so far for him. So we'll start off with first question. Where did you look for fit? Okay. Um, well, for a young age, I was probably always obsessed with football. To be honest, just even as a wee boy, I was always kind of kicking a football, kicking a bit of football strips, and uh, that's pretty pretty much far it came for. I got into uh, McDuff Lions at quite a young age, just kind of five-a-side football, the basics, by uh, a lad called Ryan O'Neill used to take our training, but it was quite it was quite basic. It was just kind of working on getting a touch of football skills, kind of getting a getting a wee run around. It was nothing too serious. Uh, that's good. Uh, you speak about McDuff Lions and your coach, uh, Ryan O'Neill. Did you have various coaches or did you just have him as a coach growing up? We just uh we just had Ryan really in the McDuff Lions to be honest, he was quite he was quite good with the young lads, but uh obviously once the kind of Devon and Vale youth came about up with different coaches, which was probably fun. My football started getting <clears throat> oh, not serious because he was still very young, like we we're probably still in the primary school, but uh once the Devon and Vale trials came about, it was quite a big probably quite a big moment because You'd went for playing against all these lads, probably week in, week out in galas and fitness, and probably liking them too much because galas came every single week. So you might hear like a, a weird decision or something goes against you, and then the week after it might be for you. So you had to go to these trials and kind of, they were going to be your teammates, but it actually, it worked out all right between us, I, McDuff lads, Banff lads, Bucky lads, Persoy boys. It actually formed a pretty good seven-a-side team uh, fit. No, I praise we've got plenty of memories for Galas and that, don't we? No, <laughs> oh, definitely. It's a peak of football. Ah, they were, they were brilliant, were they? But it wasn't, it wasn't good if no, you lost them. <laughs> no, it wasn't at all. Like, did you have any like, big kind of games, like rivalries, kind of? Like one team you thought that you had to do it. Aye, definitely. Different, uh, different youth or bump, whatever you'd want to call it. Definitely, even like Aye. individual rivals. Which funny enough, because some of the boys are my best pals near. Well, certainly one. I used to play up against Brandon uh, Watson when I was younger, and I would not particularly like them. To be honest, probably he would have said the same. <laughs> but he's my, he'd be my best pal. But he was, he was a really good player. At a young age, like, but I that was I was a game. If you're at school, are the McDuff lads? You'd be like, we've got to beat these lads, and they were probably the exact same. Aye. Like, <laughs> would you say that uh, McDuff got the upper hand of the Galas, or was there a certain team that always? It, it won? was probably Kenneth. I think we were all we used to plug away quite well in the Galas. Uh, Different youth were probably slightly better than us, but we used to do well in the Galas. But maybe when we would play them outside of that. Maybe once we did start playing some mere just normal games against them, they would probably get up our hand. But it was it was good it was good games. Like they they didn't like losing to us anyway. Aye, it's been the same. 
Uh, until they have problems. <laughs> um, playing Brandon there, some of your pals. Um, was that the end cut was good for you though? Playing with them before and Kenan felt like they were for when you went to Divinville. Uh, I definitely it was it was a. Uh... It was really good. There's nothing probably better than playing football with your pals, to be honest. And it probably was really good getting we that lad kind of a couple of years before going up to the school because by the time you went to academy, you'd kind of already had a set of pals through football, which ended up becoming your kind of pals group at school as well. So it was good, like I. Right. Mm-hmm. When you were, when you were a little bearing with your own football players, you kind of looked up to kind of. Like I looked up to and thought this is some player this is what I want to be like um, when I was young young I can't really say I mean I when I was really young but definitely players I looked up to probably still at a youngish age but more than I could understand it a wee bit better with boys like Wayne Rooney your Paul Scholes I was daft on Paul Scholes he was a bit my favourite player but well, I loved watching him when I was growing right. up your Chavis and the Esters all that kind of sort of players Um, I really liked looking up to it's probably changed a wee bit in you to be honest I, I'm probably look up aye. to different folk now but that just changes with age like aye. Aye. Um, you mentioned a couple of Man United players and that but you're an Everton fan <laughs> the real question is why Everton I am um, I sometimes well nay sometimes quite a lot ask myself that same question like why Everton <laughs> we're, nay, we're nay very good to be honest but we're plugging away this season but my dad uh my dad was a big Everton fan and I think it was quite apparent I was going to be made to be an Everton fan regardless of what I thought for a young age. So, aye, I kind of jumped on the bandwagon with him and unfortunately for myself, I've got to go through the pain of watching him a lot, but I am a big Everton fan and I, we're doing all right anew and hopefully we can keep progressing. Like I, I didn't uh, appreciate it. Do you watch a lot of Scottish football now? Like, do you have a team that you would favour? I'm an Aberdeen fan of that, and uh, probably not as big as Everton. Like, I would say if Everton lose a game, it probably ruins my day or my weekend. If Aberdeen lose, you maybe get a wee bit frustrated. But uh, it definitely doesn't affect me the same as Everton do. But I do hope Aberdeen do really well, especially with well, Bruce. I can't even on loan anew, but I watch his football quite closely, Bruce Anderson's, because I got on with him quite well when I was younger. and. I was quite impressed with him at the weekend there playing against Rangers. I thought he was brilliant. So I follow Aberdeen and follow uh, I follow Bruce's Dean quite closely in Ali. So uh, we, uh, you mentioned Bruce there. Uh, I'm asking how many. Is he older than you or same age or younger? Uh, Bruce Bruce would be the year below me, but I have played against him a few times. But he was he was a year below kind of growing up. But we have played each other a few times uh but he would have been in the Aberdeen you set up. I uh, played at Inverness and played against him there. I also played against him for fun. It must have been about 18, 19 year old. It was a Brock 20s game against Aberdeen 20s in the Scottish Youth Cup on Pataudry. And uh, I played against him there. And we both actually scored that game. So that was quite good. Like It was good to say I've scored on Pataudry, even though it was just a penny. I was uh, I think I was the oldest boy in the squad at that time, so I was uh, when we got a penalty, I quickly got it by, and nobody was telling me different. Like, so I thought I might not get another chance to score on Dodgy. Be fair. We Bruce and I use it. Um, any other boys that went on to do stuff like that? Obviously, yourself went to Inverness, but was there any other boys that played that went on to play kind of pro youth? Uh, 
Uh, level. Um, well, I actually I travelled up to Inverness with Ross Aitken, Ben Allen, and Felipe uh, De Silva. They were a year above me. They kind of they went up before me, but we all ended up kind of travelling up together. So that was you trained on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Friday, and played on a Sunday. So you were seeing that boys all the time because the car shared obviously for easiness. So they obviously didn't. Uh, Marty Cooper didn't, but he got a bit further in pro. UT obviously played actually in the first team uh, in Burnett, playing at Elgin. Now he's a really good player, obviously. But there was there is a few lads. Phil Watt didn't at Aberdeen when he was a bit younger, but it's obviously quite hard to get through that setups and proper make it. He didn't hear a lot of lads doing it. No. Um, going back to the McDuff moving to the Vale stuff, uh, how did the. So you said the trials. Why did McDuff lines they keep on going to eleven aside? Why did it move into different Vale? I think uh I think that's just kinda I was how it was. Once once the Vale obviously thought you were maybe starting to get to an age far you were probably capable of a bit of mera playing and uh because obviously it's not a very big area. Obviously McDuff just hey McDuff lads, the chance of producing a decent side out of just McDuff boys is obviously very slim. But if you put McDuff, Bamf, your Persoys, your Buckies, Foggies together, there's a good chance of producing a good team, which we, we produced a really good youth team eventually, um, which was quite successful. So uh, it's probably it's just quite hard to probably get a good 11 boys for one, uh, one little tune. Would you have thought, like, before, like, just as you started going into 11 aside, could you tell, like, with the players in Abuja, you would be a successful team? Like, obviously, you obviously won a league and yeah. all that, won a um, league. Which is quite you don't really see that nowadays with all the other teams. I think I would probably say I to be honest, because from we jet we uh, came together in our seven sides that maybe I, I didn't account for exactly prime rate was, but we were probably maybe primary six seven. We entered in a little soccer sevens tournament that was held on Peter Heed's pitch and we I think we strolled it to be honest and we definitely won it. I was looking through the photos the other night and uh the kind of seven boys, maybe nine boys that were there at that time, the Coro Art team, comparing to the Coro team that won the league, we just won the cup the season before. Art team didn't really change. We just added certain players that came in, came with strengthening places. But that kind of six, seven boys didn't change much right through, uh, right through the youth. So we kind of built a decent winning mentality for a young age in an on top of that, you were playing for your pals, so mm-hmm. we, uh, you would also run through a brick wall for your pal. You would do that and only fit my team, but it did mean a little bit more winning and being successful. Your pals at a decent standard in A-League. Aye. 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 Could you uh, tell Fool if when you joined this team that you would be successful? Did you see it for the start? Well, I mean, it up. Gone back to kind of galas and stuff like that. We can't. Active youth had really good players like your Brandons, your Rores, Jodies. Um, same way, Buckies, Paul Sutherland's obviously he was at Avail, uh, Liam Gordon's, Robbie Scott's boys like that. So, if you put Alice together on top of that, like myself, going in there, you kind of did think, well, this team, if we can keep, you've obviously still got to mature and progress, but you thought it's decent players to start with, so with the right bits of coaching and fitness and getting that kind of winning mentality that we got, oh, you could probably see we were going to do decent. The Aberdeen teams are obviously hard to play against. Like, Yeah, definitely. Um, you're on about coaches there a wee bit. Uh, who was the coaches there? Was it, I understand it was Mark Cowie. Aye, uh, well, at the seven aside, it wasn't it. It was, uh, 
uh, Ross's Ross Aitken's dad, Stevie Aitken, took us with a lad called Ross MacArthur, and uh, I've got they were brilliant. Like they kind of were different in a way that they kind of because we were young lads, they kept it fun, but at the same time we were learning decent stuff. Stevie was great with the lads, like and uh, they really did help us into a living aside, and then eventually once we got into a living side, I Mark Mark uh, was my current manager. Funny enough, new. He, he took her, like, which was big for us boys because we were big Vale followers and the Vale was a good side back in. And uh, it was obviously big to kind of be involved with a Vale player. But every, I think he would play on a Saturday for the Vale and on a Sunday we would uh, he would obviously coach us. So he we, he uh, he won his first ever trophy class a coach, I suppose, we us. He won a cup with us our first season in the, the Juvenile League. So that was good. No, that's brilliant that who he was playing on the Saturday then coaching on the Sunday you ah, a lot of that awesome. I think uh, well you can see he's obviously doing quite well now he's at a broth so you can see he was obviously he was planning on being a coach after football so it was probably a good little starter for him to coach a decent young side that did have decent wee players yeah have you always uh, played uh, in the centre midfield uh, Greg just right through Sevens right in Alvin's in the I think uh, I played I was I was kinda in your five seven aside so I definitely midfielder I but some we did. Our first kinda insight to gun in affirmation was like a two three one at seven aside. And obviously I'm pretty sure it was Marcel on the right with Brandon in the middle and Paul Sutherland on the left. So I kinda did play as a winger, but bearing in mind the pitches weren't in massive. You weren't really playing a new new winger like you would class it as in an eleven side game. So I did kinda float about for being <clears throat> a winger and a centre midfielder but once it got to living aside I, I was uh, it would have been me me and Brandon pretty much most of the time in the middle of the park like aye brilliant uh, aye um, you spoke a wee bit about your team there what would you say personally was the best players among your team um, watch what you say here a couple well, of folks could I... get hurt <laughs> aye aye I'll need to watch what I say here I think what I had good different qualities and we were all kind of different the way we played which um, really helped obviously going on to win stuff because Abdi had their individual qualities and downfalls but kind of somebody else could back up at downfalls that was their qualities so you probably speak like like Paul Sutherland obviously unbelievable on the bar you've probably seen that when he was at Vale and it is a real shame he doesn't play football or because he was some football player but obviously football's not the be all and end all Abdi. So Paul Paul was probably your boy for like your flair player, really exciting. Could do pretty much anything he wanted with a fit bar. Uh me and Brandon kinda were good. We were good. Brandon was good in the bar, but he was a good good fighter, good winner. I was obviously quite decent in the bar. Jody up front was very good technically. And you had Rory coming into it. Far was uh he was an absolute Rory's a beast, but he was also very good at fit bar. But this is our boys that were that were winners, so that sort of pool of players were, were all good, but you could you could probably say, I could get a mention, I don't think he plays fit by either now, which is a shame. Uh, Liam Gordon for Bucky was a centre-half. I was excellent. I think he got trails at Aberdeen. Didn't quite work out, but it's just some of these lads, just unfortunately fun. It hits first-team Highland League. Uh, maybe you didn't, you get forgotten about a bit, and these lads end up you know, kind of hitting the heights of the kudo. So, uh, but there was a lot of good players in my team. I. Uh, is any of them going on to actually go higher than like Highland League? I know a lot of you are playing at Highland League, but it's only gone above and beyond. N- no, nay, nay, nobody, uh, nobody that I really 
played we in that Vale team. Like I mean, boys kind of did flutter about getting trials for um like pro youth football. Um, obviously I went away and done that. Rory had trials. Paul Sutherland I think had trials. Liam, but nobody actually really went and done it and have have made it. I never really played with that. Even boys I did play with Inverness. I, I didn't really think there's anybody that went on and made it or, or playing an SPL or something like. Yeah. Which is a shame because there was a, I've played with a lot of good young lads, but it just shows how tough it is to really make it and how dedicated you've got to be, really. Uh, you talk, we said a bit uh, earlier that your team obviously won the A-League. Was there only like, big games in that season that you won? Aye, it, there, uh, there was. We beat, we beat Dice at home during the week at Banff Academy to win a league 3-2, if I mind right, and Rory scored. Rory scored that game and that was really big because Dice were Dice and Albion were the two teams to beat but Dice were probably I would have said better Aye. than Albion like what? Dice are a, yeah. Dice have always been a good team Aye. I, I think they've got a crack in you set to be fair because I was going to turn out good players Aye, but opposite definitely. teams like for us I think after the first season we broke ourselves in we won a cup uh, I, th- I think we must have finished Top four, top five, which was no bad for the first season. But we beat Albion 4-1 in a cup. Uh, and it was probably the first time, I'd say, the boys understood tactics a wee bit rather than just going out and playing because they had a lad, Elliot McDonald, that was playing for Albion. And he went a lot to Dundee United at a time. I think Wack and I can't, he was a lot to go here. So he was kind of the star player. And when, you know our players man-marked him. And I ended up playing out wide that game just to kind of compensate for him man marking a boy which I didn't like at the time because young lad you doubt would your position maybe didn't hear as much join the game but we won it 4-1 and we probably were underdogs I thought I better mention this because you're going to be happy right. if I didn't have Brandon scored a brilliant lead of that game and you wouldn't be happy if I didn't mention <laughs> but that, uh, that really gave us that winning mentality and thought we can compete with these two teams in the following season we obviously did and uh, ended up winning the league against Dice at home which was brilliant, like to win a league where pals or win a league with Omdi is brilliant, but I was a great feeling. Was that at the would you have fit year? Uh, would you have been in that? Would that have been four, like, would you have been aye, like under 40 second year? Or? I'm sure that when we won that league, so that's aye. that's probably is roughly second year, I would say, right? Aye. Uh, aye. You've gone about that side a wee bit, but do you think the main factor? To use winning that league was the mere understanding of tactics and that, do you think? Um, I would say, I and I and I and no, I think uh, the amount of boys wanted to win and probably a big factor at the time was from we were growing up, Vale were a, Vale were a decent side in, like, and you almost wanted to kind of mirror the first team. Like, you were, we were going watching them on a Saturday, playing our games on a Sunday. That was just our thing. You would go watch Vale on a Saturday, we are pals. They would probably win most games. They were competing with stuff. Great players, Mark Chisholm's playing for them. Absolute. Pete became obviously one of the best Island League players there's you could argue ever been. But Dippes, Yogi's, Rusty's, all that players. You were watching them on a Saturday, got out on a Sunday and thinking, well, I want, I want to, I want to be like him one day. So that was giving us a good, a good, uh, a good idea. I think we could get to if if we could produce performances every week, which we did because we went and went and won the league. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Was there like a youth Scottish Cup around at that point, or is that? There was. There was a Scottish Cup. I can only mind vaguely once it was ever done 
probably half decent in it and we uh, I don't know if it was a quarter final or the last 16 we got to it, but I mind playing a Glaswegian team at home up at Myris Aye, this is obviously before the days of when you got Arthur Turfs up there it was a big bog of a pitch and all the parents were up before it trying to get his game on and it was like sappy dubs but we played and I would say we played him off the park we played brilliant and we got beat 1-0 and uh, I wouldn't mention him but there was a linesman Faye <laughs> Gave a goal offside. I slipped through our striker, boy Nicky Milne, and he scored. And he gave offside until his day. I'll argue only that he was not offside. Like so, it's maybe a touchy subject because at a time it was nil nil. But that's probably the only time I can mind is getting a decent Scottish Cup run. Like, aye, Fraser. Uh, obviously, we've got Scottish Cup memories as well. It's kind of kind of similar to ours in a way with the hill clearing the pitch. And then, aye. what were we? Were we last sixteen or was it? I think he used went last sixteen that year, but around the forward was in, you scored in the last minute. Uh, no, like, it like last how you've minute. got it in. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Canal Park's never seen someone <laughs> so <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, obviously, there's an issue. Kind of, we are fit bad news. There's a lot of boys kind of leave and take interest in other stuff. Is that ever a problem for the team? Would you say? Uh, sorry, if it was that, I didn't quite catch up. Uh, with our team, there's been issues with folk quite leaving and that kind of thing. I mean, that they get other interests. Yep. Uh, do you see that uh, happen with your team at all? I, I, would, I would absolutely say so, and it's it, it's a real shame because I think our team was so successful, right, when it got made at seven aside, right through the juveniles, all the way up to probably whatever age it is, under 17, before you get signed at the first team. And at the time, maybe not so much new, the veil were still finishing in the top six, thinking, well, they thinking they were, a, they were a big club. They're still one of the biggest clubs in the league. They're just obviously not hitting the heights they used to. Uh, so they were still probably a bit more money-orientated, signing big players. And for this decent group of youth players came to the first team, they maybe weren't so, what would you say, needed. So it wasn't, a, it wasn't such a big deal that they had this decent pool of players. And I would almost say, and folk might disagree with us, that they were kind of forgotten about. Put you on loan, you'd maybe train occasionally with the first team, but you weren't really like in the mix of it. Some folk might disagree with that, but that's my take on it. And uh, I think that's why you can see boys lose interest, because you go for winning leagues and thinking, oh, I'm going to be playing for the Vale scene, and that tell you, you're out on loan, eh, no disrespect, but like to White Hills, and you think, well, I'm maybe better in this level, and you're getting beat every week, and you think, I don't need this, so you end up jacking it. Which a lot of boys yeah. do. I'd probably agree with you there. Was there, was there almost like see when you went into kind of fourteens, fifteens? Was there like, did you like a lot of teams knew would go into like playing your Albions and all that, and they'd go in thinking we need to set up like more defensively or just try maybe nick a one 0 win and defend. But with your team, was it just like you were going to go in there, you were going to be ruthless? Uh, and you pretty were just much, going to win I think that's game. why you would have gotten some decent score lines in that game. Like you would see three twos, four threes. Ken, sometimes we would get beat by them, but it was never like you gave the boys respect because they were obviously decent, decent uh, youth players, just like ourselves. But you weren't as scared of them after that first season, fun. You maybe were a bit like, oh, oh he's Aberdeen boys. Ken Fitzgerald are like slightly arrogant. Uh, didn't like losing, like stuff going the right way. After that first season, you thought, nah, we can compete with these boys. And that's how it went doing right through. And there was good rivalries. And for youth football, yeah. it was cracking games to watch. Like, yeah. nowadays, 
Uh, you could probably even say that about Arctic Fraser. Still, it's all Albion. We shit ourselves back off and we get beat about 7 0. So I think that, that must have been the thing that used in the D and you just went in and just yeah. did not care fire playing. You can beat them. Uh, I, I think I think it, a big a big thing is kind of backing yourself. But it's easy to say like, oh, I back myself. But when you actually step on the pitch, we probably had nine, ten, eleven players that I genuinely thought we can you can win a day because that's the most important. But you can kind of speak all you want before the game, saying all the yes, all the up. But if you just go, you can kind of do it, and that's what we were. That's what we were doing, and that's why we were such a decent uh, youth side, to be honest. And that's how we, we were successful. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Uh, only like playing with all our boys. Did you do any of that kind of stuff, like play a year above or, um, um, Kenneth, I I did never play the year above. I do cannot common with folk if you're kind of folk would say you're a heat of your development or you're better on that level. But because our team was so good and uh, the teams we were playing against, that Dices, I, I Albions were also really good teams. The competition was really good. So we'd all probably have been silly to get pulled out of that to play a year up to far. I didn't kind of that team was so good. There maybe the physicality wasn't so good. But you were never wanting to kind of come away from that youth team because we were competitive. The games were great. You were playing with your pals and that. So I I kind of say I played up played up a uh, your age group or that ever. Would you say, like, your team obviously had a lot of good players and being successful in that, would you put, like, a lot of that doing to, like, boys going out and doing a bit more extra, like, maybe after training, going out and playing d I think so. I think young lads, uh, one, of the main, one of the main things when you're growing up is probably doing stuff yourself. You can learn your own things. Uh, going to the park with your pals and a kick about, you can't really, you can't really teach that to somebody. That's just doing a bit extra. I mean, you're probably weren't it. When you get to my age, you've probably it's a different sort of approach. You've obviously got to maybe be hitting the gym and eating different stuff like that to try to prove your performance. But I think at our age, it was mere just playing football every day, being a bit obsessed with it. And uh, before you came, it, Sunday was coming round or the Saturday, whatever day we played on, and the games were coming thick and fast because you were always doing football during the week, and there was school football on top of that. You were playing all the time, you were sharp, buzzing, and you didn't get tired at our age. So the mayor fit by the better. No, you spoke. You spoke a bit about school fit by. Uh, did you have good? We did because because uh, it was pretty much my um, Vale side, but without the Bucky lads, not we still had a very good team uh, for school fit by. Far we did. We were successful, and uh, we had we had good Scottish Cup runs in our in our years. I was at school, maybe second, third year, especially. I mean, we were. We actually bottled a game. We're three 0 up in a game, and this team got back to three two in the last minute. We conceded for a corner, three three, and we got beat in extra time. And I think that was a quarter final, so that was obviously a massive. That was gutting. We also went to Storn away with the school, and um, we didn't we didn't get through, which was a big big disappointment because we'd obviously travelled so far. But Mister Nielsen was great. Like a lot of respect for him. He was brilliant for the football boys, especially myself. Kind of take him up to north of Scotland trials and all that sort of stuff, uh, getting into that sort of stuff. He was brilliant. And he was a big a big name in that sort of things because he'd obviously coached higher. I think he'd been involved in regional football and Scottish schoolboys for years. Like Yeah. You speak about him there. Uh, surely you've got some sort of stories about him, if you've got anything. 
I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. He used to. I was Rory was. I was the biggest by a bit in our teams. Like he was solid for our age. He used to pick on him a lot. See if he needed to get a point across at half time to be more aggressive or something. He wouldn't think twice about sticking the shooter into Rory <laughs> to kind of try try get his point across. He also loved. He loved to play in a diagonal, and in that Ouija sort of accent, if I pulled up a diagonal, he'd always love a good listen. But you could hear him say that plenty of times a game. But he was great for the boys. Like, and I, I really liked kind of being taught by him at school and working with him in the fit band, getting Tina Watt of that North of Scotland stuff with him because he got good stories. He obviously been involved with boys like Darren Fletcher and that for so he's been about a game. No, definitely. Uh, I think that's something. We are years only. Why we never take advantage of Mister Nielsen. There's too many boys. I'd say that, like I think that you did was you bought in his ways. His ways might be a bit different to what you're used to, but you bought in it. But I don't think a lot of our lads bought in it. I think that was a problem. Would you say uh, it's different, think, like uh, the way he coaches? Ah, uh, he he is like. But I used to actually love it. He would he would set up training sessions kind of at lunchtime, which was great because that meant you were getting fit, but. And it would be very like skill orientated. He wanted to do stuff, which made it fun. And uh, but he'd also he was very competitive, Mister Nielsen. Like I mean, in PE, I'm sure he was brilliant at badminton. So if you can for a young loons like in PE, that's quite decent at that being cocky. He would match you and come here and absolutely scalp you <laughs> badminton just to take you doing a peg or two. And that's for you. That's what he was like. But I I really liked it. We'd speak even when I went up to Inverness was signed there. He can't add coaches. And uh, he would speak to you about it and see how you're getting on, stuff like that. Obviously, I kind of school fit, but I had to stop once you went up to that sort of stuff, which wasn't too good for you because I did enjoy it. But he would still speak to you a lot, which was good. Aye. Aye. There's a, there was a big, uh, like, when we obviously played school fit, but we had eight kits <laughs> that were about. 20-odd year old. Uh, you were probably, you're probably you wearing the same jeans that I wore probably six years further back or something like that. Oh, it didn't change, but I think that was... Uh, <laughs> I think you maybe liked that because it wasn't the best of gear or not, and it kept you kind of mellowed. So he... Uh, it kind of... It should have been a privilege, I suppose, he thought, to represent the school wearing only him, which that's uh, just why Mr Nielsen was. No, you better yeah. remember to put the socks the right way on right. the inside out or nothing. <laughs> oh, hi, hi, you've got to lay a new right like a, there's a good story actually. We used to there's a we used to get a minibus kind of what like games or something. So he was driving back home in the dark. Obviously, young lads on their phones mucking about in the bus with torches on and stuff like that. And he used to just hammer on the brakes in the van like. Is obviously the reflection of the, of the torch was doing is heating because it was putting him off driving and uh, I used to maybe shy of slamming on the brakes and that's when you can get that fucking torch off. <laughs> Surely it was the was it the scout bus? I can't I, I can't actually mind it's a wee mini bus that oh. wasn't uh, it was it was getting held together barely like <laughs> it's probably it wasn't then as what I say scout a famous bus new for the school like Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but did you get to any good tournaments or did you say uh, I obviously touched on somewhere at did you do yeah, We we actually got beat up game which was quite gutting because uh obviously it's a long journey. It was a night year, it was a good experience at a while with your pals at fit of age where we were maybe fifteen year old or something like that, which was good. Biden and a wee B and B I think it was with Biden. But we did, we lost that game and we were very, I find mine like we were very poor 
to start with that game and we went a couple down and it was almost too much too late. I think we maybe were two or three down and we did come back to about three two. I mean Jody scored for about forty yards in the top corner and Abdi was going daft thinking, right, we're getting back in this, but we just could not quite uh, kinda kinda get back into the game, which was gutting because it was obviously a time off school and a long journey and you kinda almost felt like you'd let some folk down because we hadn't had no one from we probably should have. Yeah, probably let them teachers do enough. <laughs> I got uh, I got I got a tilt to mention by Cheney that there was a game you played for the 17s I think it was and I think it was Clock Hawaii was telling me and there was uh, it was 1-1 the score and in the last minute you had a shot for each side of the box and it went miles you had a Miles I passed the post and Cheney was standing just a hint of goals and apparently your excuse was that he was too for his ginger heat. This was for the first team, but I must have been about 17, so I obviously wasn't it playing much. It was a cup game. Aye. And I think it was a cup game, or maybe it was a league game, it was 1-1, but I think we were 2-1 doing in the cup game, if I mind right, because it's a few years ago now. And a cross got whipped in for a like, kind of deep, it was a free kick. And there was a heater and a flick, and it fell on my probably edge of box high, and I, I did catch it well, but it's just shaved it on side of the post, and he was standing right there with Ginger and Harper. So uh, I blame him for missing up, but I do mind going to the change room after it got it because you think young Loon, if you could have scored that and we got through, kind of Hela Bamp would have been buzzing for you and kind of speaking about you. So uh, it was a tough thing. So I we'll blame Cheney for that because it couldn't have been my <laughs> shooting. <laughs> uh, then you moved on. Uh, Obviously, you said we finished the school fit bath and you moved to Inverness. Uh, how did that come about, Garnell? Yeah. Um, well, the season kind of finished from we won that league under 14s. I had been playing quite well, doing quite well in the school fit bath. So I think once we got back to school in the, after the summer, it was time for North of Scotland trials, which Mr. Nielsen was obviously heavily involved in. So it started off loads of boys for different schools kind of went up so it was like a mini bus came up for us and it broke down it got broken down eventually I was lucky enough to get into the squad and uh, there was boys for Inverness playing in that squad maybe Ross County's were a decent side and I fitted in really really well playing it was obviously against like the other regionals of Scotland you played against and then I think we didn't overly well but I played well in it there was a the Inverness coach or scout you'd want to say was obviously there watching and Ross Felipe and Ben was obviously up at Inverness so it wasn't hard to kind of get in contact we might have come up just for a training couple of training sessions kind of class it as a trial if you like and I fitted in really really well and uh, I was lucky enough to get offered a contract for them under 15s and uh, it was it was brilliant probably I've had a lot of highs at the Brock and stuff like that and uh, it used fit my but that, that was probably the best two years of my Fitbang career, if you would like to say so far, I absolutely loved it. Um, up at Inverness, it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you find the hip up in quality for that? Very obviously, a great team, but was it a different class at Inverness? Aye, well, they were quite good because I trained for a while before actually going playing just to kind of get used to the used to the kind of tempo of playing with them. But that kind of came about alright. But my debut. Probably not gonna get a hard rain, like because Celtic youth boys of I, I think they're held you set up here the best player probably in Glasgow or far over the pick 'em fit, uh, oh, every age group. So I mind the game. We probably shouldn't have been expected to compete with them, but it was one one. 
when I came on that game a half an hour ago and I mind the speed of the game, I was just thinking, holy fuck, this is this is way too fast for me. I, I'm not going to get used to this. Like, there was some debut, you ended up drawing, uh, and I did kind of think this is a bit on a mental level, but I got used to it very, very quickly. And I, within a matter of probably a month, I was starting every week, which was really good for myself. I probably surprised myself a bit, you know, but I, it was great, and I started playing uh, very well. Uh, up there, which was which was good. Mm-hmm. You obviously said earlier that well, you had to come to Bath oh. to get to Inverness and all that. How did you I, find the problem? Like, used to leave school in? early every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. So we got. I was in agreement. Our mom and dad's obviously got with the school, like because they're they're it's for football purposes and the school thought well okay, they can't be hugging these loons back every Tuesday Wednesday Friday much tired they like you would maybe give you a mask or something <laughs> early which is quality like because you're running with them sitting in that and uh, right. we would take turns like my dad would probably do a Wednesday because he was finished his work early maybe Roscoe's dad a Friday Felipe's uh, on a Tuesday or Ben's family would take a turn and the games on a Sunday we would probably because it was it was their thing ah oh, the moms and dads kind of came up to watch so but uh, it was tough travelling. It was late nights, but it was it was well worth it because obviously at the time that was like your dream. I wanted to try and make it. Do you think the, the you said you go into team quite quickly within a month? Uh, after that a month, you said. Uh, do you think the training uh, was the fact that you were performing in training to get you into team? Do you think that helped? Aye, definitely. Like, but just training there can obviously it. it uh, Bit of Vale, you were maybe training twice a week, but it was not obviously no disrespect to the Vale coaches that were heading youth because they were brilliant and gaining up their time was great. But these boys were obviously proper coaches up at Inverness, probably badges and fitness. So that was marking you better, and they were actually learning you stuff about a game and fitness, and it was a lot more kind of passing orientated, which uh, I like. The only thing I didn't like about it, and I didn't kind of still do it, but I definitely did agree with it, is it wasn't a league. Like you would, if we beat. Celtic or beat a Hearts or something, you didn't get three points for it, and you didn't can like so you could kind of guide like oh, we're on a bad side, not quite as good as them, but we're better than these boys. But you, there's nothing beats a league table. Like if you're finishing above boys, there's not an argument. If you finish above them, you're a season, you're better than them. Which I didn't agree with. It, it was not because I think you should be drilled in at a young age at football. That it's it's all about winning, but it's obviously just the way pro youth football kind of is. Mm. Aye, so your coaches at Inverness were they like good coaches? They were good. They were because like, we were still kind of speaking fifteen year old. They were demanding, but they were quite like calm and a lot. They kept you. They weren't like it was intense, but it wasn't like a fear factor in here and him like that. It was very like football orientated and kind of you've got to work on this if you're going to kind of try and get to the next levels and that. And you would train beside the year above you, so like kind of it was like can if you can get these levels you're going to be here next year fitness so it was good it was it was good it was intense but it was good you're training so much a week but it made you it made you uh, a lot better fit by training that much with proper training I yeah uh, obviously you came up against the players just their own players that have gone on to do anything that you played with at that age or maybe a year above um so the my my actual team there's maybe some lads playing in the lower leagues. There's a Jamie Wilson for I should have maybe checked for the team he actually plays for, but he definitely plays in League One in Scotland. I don't know if he's a team. I still follow him on Instagram. Uh, Andy McRae is one boy for I probably can't really believe he didn't make it. Like Carly, once they got kind of 
relegated, their main focus was on the first team to kind of sort out. So they kind of didn't have a while with their youth setup. And the boys kind of just got chopped, which Fitma is a harsh game. But he uh, he plays at Brora now, and he probably could go and play for teams in League 2, League 1. But Brora is probably a, they're a team that's looking to get up to that sort of league zone anyway. But I was very shocked that nay, like a, even a championship side took him and Carly let him go because he is... He's an absolutely superb player. He actually got player a year in the Highland League last year, and it's just yeah, shows I how good he is. Really, at Vale, he's some player like. Ah, he's he's frightening. Like he's so sharp, and he scores a lot of goals, and ah, he's just he's really good. He's a nice lad, and also. Nice um. Then obviously, the point for your uh, getting pro contracts and that, and obviously you unfortunately didn't get one. How did that like affect you and your love of football? Well, fitted was I. Uh, I was kind of a year back for the rest of the lads. So uh, once Roscoe and that kind of, they unfortunately didn't get through it, and I would have been travelling up, up myself, which four times a week just was not feasible with fit my mum and daddy's jobs and that. So it kind of came to the agreement. I still had a year left uh, before you actually went to the full time contract. So I still had a year for if you'd done well, you might have got in, you might know, but I could only go up once a week. And we kind of came to the conclusion they didn't really, they wanted my sign, but they didn't want to help you too much in my actually getting up there myself. So we came to the conclusion that the best thing it kind of had to be that I stopped going up there, which was, it was hard to take. Like, and I, I did, I lost my appetite for football quite quickly after that. I uh, just didn't have the same buzz for it. Probably there wasn't the playing nowhere near as good because I didn't have that training on him there. And uh, I actually ended up stopping for a wee while because of it. Mm. Um, would you say like if if you had advice to somebody maybe is in that situation and not get them if they didn't quite make it would you say obviously you kind of said you stopped but would you say advice would to keep going or what would you say to that I a hundred a hundred percent keep going but it obviously uh it kind of stems to fit you are as a as a person like I kind of just wanted to jack it and thought. Oh. Fuck, I can't be bothered with it by now because you went for thinking like, oh, I'm a year off and maybe pushing on if it, yeah, I was what to do for being a young lad. But you do, you do have to keep going, and it's hard to see a bigger picture at maybe 16, 17 year old or 18 year old, and you do let you kind of come at harsh reality. You maybe got to get a job, you've maybe got to drop back to Highland League football, or if you're good enough, you might get picked up by a cove or something like that. But I think if you're if you're good enough in your you're willing to kind of be dedicated enough. Your chance would come. It is hard for this area because if you're not picked up by Aberdeen or Ken, I don't really Ken much boys that's been picked up by a Cali bar, the boys I went with plus Marty Cooper. You've probably are fan back to the Vale, which is decent, a decent standard playing in the Highland League, but it's not obviously, it's not there. It's not probably your your dream to be playing in the higher leagues like what you maybe thought at a young age. But I definitely... Having a good mentality just to keep going is very important, but it's hard at our age. It's easier at my age, new 23-year-old, to kind of say that, but at 16, 17, it can just feel like your world's kind of fell apart. All right, so when you, when you obviously came back, when you left Cali and you came back to Vale, did you feel like for your age you were all Well, far I stopped playing, I went a hill summer, we probably knee kicking a football ta. so I actually probably felt the opposite. I went back to playing there and I didn't think I was even starting, to be honest, the under, it must have been 17s roughly. And that was funny time, it kind of came about, Ken boys were getting signed. I was still getting offered to get signed for the Vale, uh, the first team, but I was going to be like the rest of them, kind of loaned out to White Hills or something like that. And I just, 
my mind just was not like set for that. So I just thought, can't fit. I'll just I'll just stop playing because I just did not have the interest for it anymore. Um, which was a shame, but I I wasn't out of football too right. long. So when you finished football, am I right in saying that you kind of concentrated more on golf? I did. I I played a lot. I played a lot, and I was I'm pretty decent at golf. Football's obviously anything, but I'm pretty decent. So I still I kind of just put all my time into art instead. I've kind of. I'm the sort of person that's all or nothing with stuff, so I don't really like sitting about. So golf was a good thing because you can practice as much as you want. We are hit bars, play, hit bars, play. Uh, you can only day of the week, so I wasn't missing it too much to be honest. But it was quite a good. It's quite a good story how I got back into it. To be either fit back to be honest, um, which I'll tell you is just new. I was it was a Saturday morning, and probably one of the better players I've ever played. But to be honest, Chrissy Blackhall. He plays for Bamford Rovers now, but he could still be plucking into Divin Vale's team near bother, but he doesn't want to. He's away on a boat and he's got a wee kid now, so fair play to him. But he was at Divin side and for Abdi that came to Bino, he really likes a night out like. So on a Friday night, I think he'd obviously went out in the last and he wasn't making a game on a Saturday. So Craig Ewan, if I was quite chummy with my dad, was Divin side manager or coach at the time. So he phoned my dad saying, look, we're really short of players. We're playing dice away for a really decent junior side. Greg helped us out. So I went and uh, I thought, oh, I can't fit, fuck it, I'll go and play. I've never played a football game in ages. Fit's the worst that can happen. So I went as a trialist, started, because I think we only had 11 or 12 players. And the side boys will maybe keep us right and at him, but I think they hadn't beaten dice away for either a long time or they hadn't done it. And we beat them 3 or 4 1 in a mind playing quality. Like, and that was. Uh, the buzz after it in the changing room and it was just magic and I felt like I kind of got a, the buzz back for it again and some of the side boys if I see them in a night out in the pub they'll still speak to me about that game because I did play really well and we played really well as a team and it was really enjoyable So right. would you say after that game that we should just for next yeah, again so you fell back and we'll come back because he obviously can't I was a bad player and was obviously sitting Nay playing football, so he thought, can I'll try to get a, a young lad back gone, and it definitely helped because I ended up, I think I did play a few more games for the side before I actually went and signed for the Vale again. That's some story, to be fair, on how you get back to fit, but it just shows you that it's it's never over, really. Like, as I was. Ah, exactly, that's, that's true, and I mean, uh, it probably didn't work out why it should go again at the Vale, like, to be honest, uh, I did. I was in about the first team, and it was we'd signed a lot of players. I mean, and there was some really good players in the changing room, but it maybe just didn't quite click with how much you can yourself. And a team signs maybe like eight, nine boys. You think it's gonna you're gonna be up there? Look at as far as an example, maybe Chelsea this season plugged the well last season, signed a heap of boys, and Lampard gets sucks. He he kind of get them working. I think that's kind of what happened when uh, the Wad Ali came in as manager and he signed all these players. Just didn't kind of gel as a team. And uh, I obviously was out the picture there. And by the time Dippy and Craig came in, if I got on brilliantly, we knew Mahid was just too far gone for the veil, and I wasn't really interested in staying. And that's kind of how we brought so him about. Did you believe? Oh, there you go. All right. So, so did you believe? As a last right, so question, on the veil, said, uh, did you believe you were good enough though, to make that team? I, I, that was a the problem. I felt I was good enough. And uh, my attitude wasn't right. I mean, that's right to think you're good enough, but I wasn't actually like applying myself in only shape or form to think 
are in for the marketing management think right, this boys this boy should be in like I mind up to a story with in pre season, uh Gary Harris I've played a lot of football with him, good good uh, good mates we he'd signed for the veil, big big kind of signing goal scorer in the league for Turriff. Harris probably one of the best strikers in the league or ever to play in the league. Uh, he had signed and he minds the story about her. You sometimes hear it come out after a few beers and away him and the Brock bus. So Ali was taking training in the summer and there had been boys away on summer holidays. But I hadn't have been away on the summer holidays. But because I, he obviously thought, right, this young lad's fitness isn't up to it, he goes, right, boys have been on holiday. You're with the coach, uh, Craig, I think his name was, if I mind right. He goes, you boys are running. Greg, you're running and I. So I went here in a right strop because I hadn't been on holiday and was going, this is a joke, I shouldn't be running. But he was doing it to try, obviously, think he needs to get fitter if he's going to play my team. So instead of just doing for his tell, I uh, went to Ali while the first team was doing like possession boxes and said, I shouldn't be running, I'm good enough to be training with these boys and I should be gunning and doing that new. And he told me, go on, run, I'm a manager, I've decided. And I refused to do it and I went and sat inside in the changing room and eventually after I spoke to him, I did actually go out and do the runs. But it's just a sort of attitude ahead, which isn't the right for a young lad, but it's uh it's easy to be like that when you go for kinda playing all the time at youth fit by and flying and that to go on into a first team and kinda being oh, you're gotta be a good player in a few years, but you're not really an important boy. Like you're gonna sit on the bench or can maybe cleaning boys' boots and you just think, ah oh, fuck up. So it wasn't a I didn't have the right attitude at our age at the veil, to be honest, which it, it did come at a broth uh, once I once I eventually went there. Aye, so as you said, well, I mean, it quite fine. I think I can't remember if I was going to be a contractor if I was. I had just said I'm never isn't coming back in the supper, uh, the supper, the summer, sorry. Uh, I in the summer, so I think it prevailed that actually signing a boy called Kinsey for the Brock at the time. So they'd obviously been speaking about that happening, and I'd kind of dippy kind of said, Well, we're not releasing you, but we'll put you on the transfer list. So I think it was quite easy because Mark had kind of dealt with me before as a young lad, and I was quite good at our age. He said, Kenfit, we'll take a wee punt in on this boy and take him. It obviously wasn't I don't care if there was a wee fee involved or nothing involved. But I went down for like a wee meeting, would you say, like with Mark and the assistant Baxter and they kind of persuaded me because I still wasn't too sure because it's just the attitude I had at that time. And they kind of persuaded me to come in. That was on a Friday night, I think, and my first training session was on yeah. a Saturday. Did you feel at the time it was a, think, the best move so. for you? Know, I mean, my dad's always been quite vocal. Like much sometimes in my fit, but he kind of was trying to get my screwing up and think like this is a it's a really good move, aren't it, bro? The new manager in and Mark, that was just this. He'd been in a season or a quarter, three quarters of a season or something. They were take, they were a good side. They just won two cups the season before I signed for them, and they were obviously trying to progress. We thought this will be a good, this will be a really good move for you in. With the why the Brock's kind of mentality is, it would probably sort out my attitude to mark my be a better player, hard worker, and kind of like a better, hey, a better look at fit. But to be honest, which it definitely. So, uh, when you had that meeting with uh, Mark and his uh, his team, did he bit game time or did you have to work to get in that team? No, no, definitely at our age. Like, but he said, kind of, it was like, come down, get involved with the lads, and kind of see how you like it, and we'll try break into a team for there. But I do mind my first session was a massive eye opener. 
because I was going doing thinking, Ken, I'm still this great young lad player. And you're going doing that team, Fox. I did hate top high league players, Dean Cowies, Willie West, Boomers, Gizzies, Ken. They just signed Jamie Beagrief as probably one of the best players, was one of the best players in the league at a time. So that's actually boys that have done something in the game. They just, me, my little lad with my ego, thinking I'm, thinking I'm something. So it was a big eye opener. But uh, I couldn't believe after the first session how well I fitted in with the boys. Like I, It was like I'd been there ages and they liked, they liked the crack of banter for the young lads. So can you'd maybe, they'd maybe play jokes and you're not, but I was fine. It was, it was a great laughing. I fitted in probably, I mind speaking to Mark a wee while after, and he thought, you've probably fitted in better than football expected. And uh, in that pre-season, I started playing very well and I actually started the first game of the season, which was a big thing for being only, I must have only been 18, maybe 19. I think I was 19, or probably 18. No. Um, so you think if you didn't have that uh, relationship with Mark before at the Vale, do you think you would have been at the Broch? Um, I think I still think so. I, well, I mean, I didn't kind of feel it actually took me, so maybe nay. But from a personal point of view, I think I would have still went doing because I definitely needed a almost like a fresh start. Would you say because the veil just nay, it's kind of hidden it happened for me, and I really needed that fresh start to be like right. I need to sort my fit by and uh, Gandhi there with the why their players are for my teammates still just to this day. They're just so professional, hard-working, want to be as good as they can for this level, take it serious, they're a good laugh, uh, we're a good side, so I, it's, it's really helped. But Mark and Boxer are the same, like, can't I really fault on him, they do. They've wanted to, they finally first came in to further out new is a massive, I think they took your, uh, Brock finished ninth in their first season, and obviously new, well, they ended up second last season with two cups, and this season they're probably going to be pushing for a league in some cups have had good Scottish Cup runs, so the Hale Club's just, aye, it's gotten so much better through the years and it's definitely made me get no, better. Speaking the of the Scottish Cup well. runs, uh, did you play against, were you in the squad for the Rangers game? Was it a lot? I was, uh, I was in the, I would like to say, build up that was absolutely mad, like it's something I've probably never experienced before. Uh, the media coming due to training, boys doing interviews, you've kind of felt almost like a pro. I did an interview on, uh, Sky Sports, we Charles Parson at the time, I don't know if he still is, he was kind of the main guy for Scottish football for Sky. He came to my work, Peter Heed, uh, I was working in a building site in Peter Heed and did an interview with him, kind of speaking about the game, speaking about my job, how I juggle part-time football with my work. Uh, I connected up a socket on live telly, spoke about Ryan Jack, because he had just went to Rangers and it was brilliant, Like it, it was, Buzz was brilliant. But I was quite unlucky, I would have said, native play, because at the time, Brock had a few boys that were probably just coming to the end of their days at Brock. I'd been great servants, great players, and they, they were on the bench, so you kind of can't, you were probably not going to feature, because that boys deserved that one game, probably made of myself, because I was a young lad, I'd kind of just winter. And uh, did, you, did you get a shirt swap with one of the Rangers players? I didn't. I didn't. I'm. I didn't like Rangers. Rangers <laughs> and Liverpool are two teams I detest. Like so, I definitely was not interested in a shirt swap. But I think a few of the boys did. There's some Rangers fans in the dressing room. Like, but I, that wasn't. It wasn't appealing to me to go get up. But I, it was a great experience for other boys. To be honest, it's a pity. It was a Wednesday night. The game got cancelled. It was meant to be a Saturday, so you couldn't really like enjoy a moment after it because you weren't working next day. But it was it was a brilliant a brilliant thing for a club which has seen the club very well because obviously it was on the yeah. TV etc. 
Was there in that dressing room? Obviously, you were playing with a good group of, group of players. Was there only like standout players? The, that you the can prof team, um, maybe pick out. Aye, one hundred percent. So aye, Dean Cowie was aye. probably what I probably one of the best players I've played with midfielder. I don't know if you boys will mind. Maybe a bit young. He played for the Vale at a young age. Played at Pier Heed. He scored at Hamden, sort of stuff like that. But he was great for young lads like me. He was good banter. He would wind you up, kind of. He was he was cocky, like he would. Kinda, if you were doing well in training, I would make sure you're saying you'll never be as good as me, stuff like that. But he was, I was interested to figure about. He was brilliant, like, but Willie West and I probably like the ultimate uh, professional for Highland League football. Just as often by the book, while eating, fitness, lifting weights, nutrition stuff, looking after himself, stretching. And Willie is probably like one of the biggest Brock legends you'll get, and will be for some time when he does eventually stop playing. Kind of. Like some of the cup finals of one Willie's, the boy has turned up and scored the goals. He plays at the back, he'll play midfield, he'll play up front. But there's loads like Graham Johnston, probably one of the best technical boys I've ever seen. I've never seen a boy be so good at shooting and training in my life, both foot. And I used to take him on in shooting drills all the time, and I swear I'd never bet him once. Like we would play like five scores and most wins, and I would never beat him. But he was, and boys were brilliant. Like there's, there's loads like Jamie Beagley's, Scott Barber's, Ryan Cowie's, Ken Ryan's obviously an absolute machine. Mm-hmm. There's a lot for the team. He uh, takes Zoom calls for the team, which is obviously great for the management because they It's hard. I knew when it's COVID and that, and Ryan's setting up gym sessions to keep boys ticking over, but they're they're absolutely nice. spot on. So I uh, there's. There's endless boys that I've played rare that are brilliant and it's made me a better it's made my better player, but it's gave me a lot better attitude. Can I'm I'm probably nothing like the Willies and Ryan's, but I'm definitely trying to make sure I'm doing my extras every every day or every second day to get myself better and ready for a Saturday. Not so I credit them. On Mark and Boxer, because they, they drill it into you for the second I've been here that hard work and Fitness is more important than only ability and stuff like that. So I credit to them. Credit to Mother. It's a really yeah, good club. Uh, understand you won a trophy, did you, the Brock? Or if you won, if you won, I've I've won I've won two. I so uh, if I've played I think three cup finals at the Brock. One, one, two, lost one. So the first cup final I played and we actually lost. Harris scored very early on a penalty and we ended up getting beat two one by Fort Martin, which was probably the worst feeling ever watching another team lift a trophy while you're standing there kind of fake clapping but it marks you stronger like can you marks you think well the next time in a final we're not going to get beat because yeah. I don't think I think that's maybe the only final I've ever lost for you right through for youth football so I've never really experienced that moment of losing so it was horrible and uh, it was a big moment to start in that final because I was still quite a young lad uh, but that was quite a low that was quite a low at the Brock <laughs> I think actually the Wednesday after we played for Martin and I had an even bigger low for the Brock because it was a big game for finishing, I think, fourth that season. Uh, Austin for Martin kind of battling it out. And I've tried to pass it back to the goalkeeper, uh, Paul Leesk, and I've I've cut it back short. And Fig, at the time for I played for Fort Martin, new place for us, slipped in, teen it around the keeper and scored. And uh, I, I was very tough to talk at the time, but we do joke about it new that I kind of helped him sign again <laughs> for us because I, I was obviously slipping him such good bars for the wrong team. Like, <laughs> But I... Uh, Playing in cup finals and that are brilliant, and obviously the first team for you win it. It's almost like a relief for yourself because you've never oh that boys have won enough for, but I hadn't. And the second team was was brilliant enough. The only thing I would say, I didn't agree with the second cup finals on a Wednesday night. 
and that's rubbish, like, because you want to go enjoy it, because that's, that's what you play football for, and that's why you train, it's to win stuff, ultimately it's to win games, but winning the trophy is like icing on the cake, kind of, uh, sort of thing, so I did, it was a wee bit frustrating as a Wednesday night, because you're barking to work on a Thursday, you kind of really go and have a bit of a bander. I know, messing at you after that, Ian. I know, I didn't think, I didn't think my gaff would have been happy with that, turning on a Thursday, still bleeding. <laughs> And then uh, after your time at the broth, well, you're still a broth player, but you went alone to the Vale. Uh, why did you do that? Maybe because you said you were you were playing in that, but in the Vale's no disrespecting, but they're a lesser team than the broth. So why did that loan happen? Um. Well, pretty much. I think in my second season at Brock, I played. I played there. Uh, Quite a lot for my age, I would have probably said. I must have been 19 or something like that. And I was playing as good as every single week. Maybe the odd game you would get rotated or you would get left out. And I was absolutely I was, I was absolutely loving it. And I was playing really well. I do actually mind one of the, probably the game that was a good turning point that season for myself. For I thought, right, I'll kinda, I'm starting to nail in a position. We played Bucky in, uh, you know, at Aberdeenshire Cups uh, up, at, up at Bucky. And we won two, I think we won 2 0. And I scored and assisted. But I mind Martin, uh, marking boxers was I was at me about hard work, hard work, can which I was needed to add to my game. And uh, I mind after that game, I had really knocked my pan and helped the team kind of press, and it was good. And I mind after it, kind of thinking, oh, they're starting to trust me. But it's a very tough team to bide in because there's so much good players. And probably the last year of. I've almost fell, not fell out of favour, but went for kind of maybe hinking, I, I am a starter, or I play regularly. Maybe I am kind of the 12th, 13th, 14th man, maybe coming off a bench. And uh, you do have to look after yourself in football. It's no good sitting about, even though you love a club and love love playing there, love all the boys, you've got to, you've got to think of your own career because it's not the longest, like, so that's kind of my main reason I got into Vail. And I obviously, I've got on really well with the Vail lads and it's good and, I'm so really hoping the football comes back so I can help us try fire up the table a bit because I think we've got a good team here. I'm really enjoying it. Like I'm really enjoying so it. How it's, are you it's, finding it's your time in the middle? Start. I kind of went out alone last year to get a good run of games to end the season and uh, obviously played a few and started playing decent and the season stopped. And then I went out kind of rushed loan almost this year Uh in the Keith game, we actually did get beat, but I felt like we played wheel as a team. Played half and a bad myself, and then it gets stopped again. So it's a bit of stop start. But if this season does come back, games are going to be a hundred mil a new every three games. So uh, every three days, sorry. So it'll probably it will be good. But no, cracking, cracking set of lads, really good players there. Uh, I noticed that in training the first time I ever went. I think there are really neat and tidy small possession boxes, etc. They're Abdi's comfy on the bar. It's just maybe the other side of the game that I need to get better at. Maybe like hearing that winning mentality, hearing that backbone to say, like, if the games are tight, like a Keith game, we conceded in the 93rd minute to lose. That Keith game, right, We are if we kind of win a game, we're not going to lose it, which it's hard to kind of, it's hard to get up when you're a young side, but that's probably the side of the game they'll need to get better at, including myself, and hopefully we can do that and start getting some good wins together because there's definitely a good group of players there. Like, it's just uh, it's just kind of churning out results week in, week out, rather than being a bit of the results being patchy. You win a few, then you lose a few uh, and stuff like I that. I definitely agree with you there. I think you put a nail on the head. With the, it's, it's, a, it's a good group of young players, and I think, right. I think there's definitely going to be uh, 
plenty of development over the years for the team. But I think I think fans are just kind of yeah. struggling yeah. to see it new. Uh, but I think I in think the future so. there's going to be uh, plenty of them boys coming through. Aye, I think getting better. Craig are kind of I think I I get on really well with uh, Craig uh, Stewart, the manager, and he kind of hit his nail on the head. I was listening to you know his podcast on Spotify at weekend there. And I think he did mention Fandy. Fandy stopped saying they're young players. Like, can boys like myself, 23, 24 this year, same while a lot of the boys are similar age to myself, you've kind of, we're past the stage of using the other oh, young, they're inexperienced. Because a lot of boys played a lot of games, like, so it's about time we probably did step up and be counted for. And I think if boys do that, maybe we, if they did get a few additions and some experience heeds, uh, they wouldn't be too far away, like, but I can see why fans are frustrated because when I was growing up, Avila were, were one of the best teams in the league and winning stuff, and they were team. They were just a team of animals, really. For it is the opposite, aren't they? But they're still a good bunch of lads, like, and I don't think they're too far away from honestly. Uh, obviously, Dippy uh, parted ways. But how was he when you had him for your stint? I I uh, I got on really well with Dippy. He's, he's a really nice bloke. Yeah, easy going. You know that manager's probably the far would roast you. Like he was made a mere like a calmer spoken spoken boy. And he probably I think he he probably done well. It availed to start me with it. He could. He obviously didn't have much finances, so he took a young side and he has developed them kind of far farther out just now. And it would. I mean, if if Avail do become good in the next couple of years, he's gonna. He'll be part of the reason for that, but maybe it was the right time for sort of a change, and maybe he thought he took a club as far as he could go. But I uh, was easy to get along with, and uh, definitely a nice guy. And I feel obviously a real legend for his playing days. He's probably their best left back ever, uh, ever if uh, as long yeah. as I can mind anyway. Speaking about uh, some of the young players and all, there was a player that came on loan with you, uh, Sergeant. He came into Ville. How is it like playing alongside them? Because me and Jack obviously Sarge is brilliant. Like, he's like he's endeavour, outstanding player. Every time like he's will to want to be good at fit by and be successful in that league. Absolutely superb. Like he applies himself, even though he's still young. Like daily, doing his extra stuff. He's obsessed with scoring goals, he wants to be the man that can't score in your winners, but he's not just, he can do a possession, nah, he'll knock his pan in, he's a good build for an attacker, got pace, he's strong, he's bulked up a lot, I've noticed, he had an injury at Brock, and he took a while to get back for it, I think it was his groin, and that's why he ended up out on loan, and that loan did him a world of good, because I think his confidence is through the roof, for he thinks, well, I've actually went and done it new in a season in the league, so I probably, he thinks he can be doing that every season. Can he score a lot of goals at Avail for the short time he was there? And I'm sure if a season gets gone again, he'll do the same again. So he's a he's a great sort of boy to hang your team. Like, you know, big question I've been asked to ask you. The squad, think of the fans. I can obviously. Right. It's a passionate group of fans, shall we say. Think of the team you actually think of that. <laughs> I think uh, I'm kind of unlucky that I've fan of the air. You, you boys, including yourselves, as fans, and I've really been able to be in because the games I've played this season's obviously behind closed doors, and I only played two last season. I thought it season got jacked and all, but I think if I, I the the boys love it, like kind of like that bucket away is for some of my pals, included, have been there chanting a while and marking atmosphere brilliant. You love that, like I mean, you loved it, including myself. I'd love to play in games like that because it 
it, it probably marks you go an extra yard or two, which you think maybe, well, boys should be doing that only way, but Ken, you're almost like a 12th man. And that's why I think it would be a really good thing if Avail could get up a bit more competitive again, because they've got a cracking fan base. Like, I mean, uh, like a league decider, unfortunately, they didn't win it when I was a young lad. Bucky ended up winning it, but the minor folk that game was absolutely ridiculous, Ken. It was absolutely jam-packed with Bamf folk. And that's, Ken, if Avail can just get that bit more competitive again, you'd be surprised probably how much more folk were coming through the gates, which is good for the club because they'll make they'll make yeah, more profits, definitely. you know. Uh, we're getting to move on a wee bit. It's a bit of my, like, Tubes, tubes uh, segment for Soccer AM. Um, <laughs> so if you don't mind, Fraser, I'll just go through these questions. That's all right. Right, so the Vail dressing room. You ask your fans a player's player. Faz's best player in the whole, that's, that is a tough one. Um, as in just ability just or... All round. In, Whatever you think. All round, all round player. He's maybe getting on a bit new, but I wouldn't see past... I wouldn't say Sergeant up because he's obviously on loan. I wouldn't see past Granty Noble, like absolutely brilliant football player, unbelievably like technical ability, great for young lads in the changing room. He's had a good veil career. He's won stuff. He's done well in the Highland League at Brock Turf. So, uh, there's some good players in that changing room. But uh, I was been a toss up between Roscoe and Granty. But I'll go. I'll go Granty, which I'm sure <laughs> Roscoe would be happy. With. Uh, would you say is the best trainer? <laughs> Best trainer? Well, I would... Oh, that's tough enough. Hardest trainer, Roscoe. He's an, an absolute machine, like, in fit he does, and he's so good at applying himself. Best trainer, I would say sometimes best in training would be Kyle Gold. Like, he's superb on the bar in training, I think. Very good in, like, tight wee boxes that he would maybe do in training, or a 5v5, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, I, I always noticed Kyle's really good technically, but... Aye, best trainer, I'll go Kyle for the football and best trainer for applying the opposite side of the worst trainer. This could be a controversial lean. If we're going worth shooting sometimes in games, I'll go George's like, but George is also keeping that wee boxes, but there's a few times you're thinking, fuck's sake, we're gonna have to go get out box the thing to defend. But nah, Napier's bad. That's the thing with the veil. Napier's bad in training. Like boys are boys are sharp and good in that boxes. But if we're taking shooting into account, I'll go George for <laughs> the shooting. <laughs> Is there a dressing room DJ in the changing room? I think Granny's on the mark. Very decent tunes. But the first spell I went there, Puddles Puddles injured. I knew so, but I'm sure he was on him at two games. I was there last season, so you're getting a bit of techno involved. But with Granny, you can get a bit on him because he's. He's in his thirties, Granty, so he likes a variation. Like I can't see Granty whipping on the techno, like. <laughs> uh, you might nearly kind of seen that. Well, have you had a night out with the Vale yet? <laughs> uh, now this squad, I've had nights out with the Vale before, like years ago, like. But I've, I mean, some of them I do can uh, probably be. So I'll still, I'll probably answer well, the question. It's worse stress. So I was maybe thinking, oh, mate, <laughs> you might not see me running gear, but if you have, fuzz it worse gear. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Five, I see. Gotta be Garb still. <laughs> by a country, my Gotta be Garb. Hey, Garb's, Garb's the type of boy for I would still chuck a top one that's got fucking Los Angeles oh, towers out on it. A, a, a nice River Island two for ten or something, so I'll give Garb up. 
Like, which you probably <laughs> going to be hot. Uh, if I would you say he's the biggest joker? Got to be Granty, like, he's always up to something. It's funny enough, he's probably the hardest there, but he's definitely an amateurist. Like, he's the type of boy that's always up to something or looking for something to be to be joking about, like, but he is very funny, Grant. Right, uh, last two, new first thing is, who's always late? Oh, I was always late. Tennis, weren't it? Nino's the best at being on time sometimes. The training, like, you get fucking started late sometimes. Um, I'm trying to think. Still is, Nate. Still is. Gav's not best at being on time, and he loves a... You wouldn't be surprised if it's a shite night or something that Gav, Gav's the boy or oh, suddenly he's working overtime or something like I've seen that a few times. You know, as far as the keepers and or if we've got runs on a Monday, me and Roscoe Bear sharp about a DM still ill rocking halfway through funny enough. So I'll give I'll give still in that. Hey, last thing just to finish it off as the slowest player. Oh Faz the slowest. Oh Faz the slowest. Kenneth, if else you are much slow, boys. Oh, maybe get. To, I'll get to Kev Adams. He just, he just, he just gets it. He's, he's moved in for left back. Have you not sums it up? Does it? Ah, <laughs> uh, it does. Uh, he's he's uh, he's made in hot air. I think like to save a bomb to pick a winger <laughs> bomb and buy him. Like, let's go back to the Baroque. Fits our targets <laughs> and names. I think if a season <clears throat> does or doesn't stop, obviously into the summer. That'll be me for next season, going into last year, my contract, and going to the sort of age for I'm 24 at the end of the year, so I'm kind of getting to that age, but I'm definitely not a young lad anymore. So it'll be a big decision regardless. It'll be every Christmas time for the contracts will get spoke about, and I'll probably have to go to myself into the team, which I'm hopeful I can do by then, or I'll maybe have to think about other things, which would be, it would be gotten to kind of part-wise, but, it's just a wife fit by us sometimes, but I think I'm more and hopeful I can get in that side and kind of help them be successful and be part of them if they're going to win leagues and that. So, but that will be a big season for myself next season, whether whether I can do it or not or get uh, get into the side. I'm not sure, but I'll definitely be trying my best, and I'm sure I'm sure I'll I'll hopefully manage. Bye. One thing I forgot to say. When we were speaking about you playing for the Brock and that, was that <laughs> Chini told me I had to mention this. He told me that him and Niche were at Brock Hawaii. This was from Vale 1 2 1. And uh, Robbie Scott scored in the last minute, and I've been uh, wild and Craig Stewart started doing a celebration. If you've got any comments on it, kind of in like a right mid position when he scored, so not too far for the first. <laughs> and I can't confirm Craig it definitely pulled you a bit of the QB like whether he meant, meant it or he, I don't know but he was he was saying a fair dance to himself like and I had a night with my pals after that and it was very much he doing because I was getting some off a stick for losing 2-1 because I definitely dished out when I would beat them like I had my fair share of gloating so it was more than deserved like they were good that day unfortunately we got knocked you up because oh brilliant <laughs> yeah Bigger Dean was a was a brilliant. He maybe pulls that out in a night out. Not too sure, but it was. <laughs> well, it's uh, final thing before we finish, Greg. Your best eleven. So let's see if I was in it. So I've went for like a diamond in midfield with two strikers. So it's like a four-one-two-one-two for one of the boys that are listening that play FIFA. Um, I've went. Paul Leeskin goals for the current 
Brock goalkeeper. Uh, a really good shot stopper, but he's probably one of the only boys in the league that he's kicking is unbelievable. Like, I have never seen a boy play such a good zing for a goalkeeper. It's like watching boys at higher levels uh, zing bars out to full-backs and that. So, Paul Lee's going to goals. Uh, Roscoe Aitken at right-back. We Brian Hay and Scotty Fraser is my centre halves and Ryan Cowie at left back. I'm cut back for be unst- I, I don't think there'll be much goals going in and we'd also have plenty of energy doing in flanks for Ryan and Roscoe. Uh obviously played with Scotty when I was young at Avail and he was brilliant, like some some uh some player, absolute machine. We'd hated to play against him. And uh Heiser's the same. Brian's absolutely a top class centre half. There's a few boys we could have put in there, Russell McBride, Boomers uh, there are great players that have played me, but attitude went me. Hold a midfielder. I've went Dean Dean Cowie. I mentioned him earlier on about how good he was when I came to Brock. In uh, he's an absolute top player. Played higher, uh, really good in a tackle, good in a bar, liked a goal, and uh, he's at my he's at the kind of the deepest in the midfield. Then either side of him is Jamie B Green, Willie West. I mentioned Willie about turning up in big games and. The amount of goals he scored for midfield. So Willie's in there comfortable. We Jamie, well, I think if he was not offshore, he wouldn't be playing at high league level because he did play at Peter Heath and stuff like that before. But because he's offshore, he's kind of Highland League's a comfy level to come home to play in. Um, in a hole is Graham Johnston, Gizzy. I mentioned him earlier in Abu. Uh, 10 shooting competitions and training and failing badly to beat him. At them and Gizzy had to be in a team because he's technically just absolutely brilliant. And some of the goals he scored for the Brock the years, you can you can actually see him on YouTube how good that is. Got amazing ability. And up front, I'll say Scott Barber, Fig. Uh, I helped sign for the Brock again by slipping him in while he was playing for the wrong team. Fig <laughs> 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 is absolutely brilliant. Probably unplayable on his day. Why? How he's so strong at holding the bat in, back to goal is brilliant. Scores a lot of goals. And he absolutely lives for football, like he loves it. So he's in there. We probably this is controversial, and I'm sure Harris and PC wouldn't be happy with this. But I've went with Andy McRae, the boy I played with when I was younger at Cali. I got player of the year last year in the Highland League, and I just think he's a phenomenal football player. I think he's a good balance tap. Uh, a living I've picked, but there could have been a lot of boys in it that have been left out. But that's my that's my best eleven, I think, to date. Anyway, uh, and probably just says our captain. I'm gonna have to go Scotty as captain. That's that's probably the only thing that's near debate. Scotty Fraser captain. Nah. He, he's the leader in major team. Nah, uh, I thought it would be him. Could be in the team to be fair. There's a lot of leaders in that team. I don't think if I was manager of that team, I think I'd be sitting there with a cigar watching them just win myself. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of manager, how would you pick as a manager? Put the coaches if it. I would have to go. I'll go. I'll go, Mark, because he's been he's hit he's hit my twice at Usand Air. I mean, Mister Nielsen was quality, and I'll, but I'll go, Mark. He's got a fair, he's got a decent CV since he's came to Brock and winning stuff and building a good side. So I'll go, Mark. Way Baxter is a is his assistant. Right, brilliant. Right. Hey, young Greg. Uh, thanks for coming. Hi, <laughs> spot and thanks, thanks for hey, Mark. Nice. Nah, so. We'll be back again next week, won't we, Frizz? Or no, get, maybe sure look to get Ross on, the captain. So, um, that's been another good episode. Cheers again, Greg, and also Frizz. Um, 
this boothful. See you up again next week. Go on. <laughs>